This is Ryan. And this is Steve. And this is Daniel. And you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, modding, trading, breaking, reviewing, playing, something, playing, <laughs> playing podcast. <laughs> uh, we are again live from Salvage Custom Shop in El Cajon, California. Yep, that's where we are. We came all the way back for a second week. We didn't. We definitely didn't stay here and just record a second episode after the last episode. We we packed everything up. We went home. We came back the next week, and we're doing it again. It was awkward for me too because I had to open the shop back up. Yeah, and let you guys in, and we had to set up all the stuff again in the exact same positions. All I know, the, right? all the pedals, yeah. the beer we were drinking. Yeah, half. Drunk. We're drinking the same beer. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, this it's, is uh, this is episode nineteen. Episode nineteen. We didn't even mention what episode we were on last time. And last, last time, time we last time we were old enough to vote. Dude, I That's haven't right. even I haven't even listened to episode eighteen yet, and I'm already You're recording reco- nineteen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's go time goes by quick, guys. <laughs> Future. <laughs> the future we have uh we have about 700 instagram followers now <laughs> it's been Filthy. a big thing yeah, i know so, big, uh, biggest thing to hit the internet if you want to send us an ad or question it's uh 60 cycle humcast at gmail.com if you're on instagram we are 60 cycle hum if you're on facebook we are we have a group called 60 cycle hum um if you are anywhere else on the internet we are 60 cycle hum dot tumblr.com i <laughs> yeah. think we're on uh, iTunes. You can search for us. I, I figured out that if you search for Guitar Podcast on iTunes, uh, you have to click the Show All button. Okay. Uh, when that shows you the results, or you just see like the top like eight guitar podcasts that don't matter. They're no good. They're not any good. Yeah. I tried to actually yeah. when I started listening to you guys, I tried to yeah. find other guitar podcasts. Yeah. And I found one, and I started listening like the most recent episodes, and it was really. Mm. Yeah, not good, right? There's another new one called Fretboard Podcast that started following me on Twitter recently. I haven't listened to it. Awkward. But uh, that's how I found out about Podcast Land, which uh, I put a thing up on Facebook uh, a couple weeks ago about like, oh, vote for us on Podcast Land, thinking it was a big deal. And then I realized you only have to have like 20 votes to get on the front page. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're last I checked, we're at like the number fourteen spot. Yeah, and um, we have like seven votes. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. You did say that, like you posted that a couple of weeks ago. I feel like it was just like this today. It's weird. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I remember um, it felt like today for it me felt too. Like today, yeah, hey, just, I, I gotta time say, goes by so fast. I gotta say mm-hmm. that you guys are. I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, you guys are also a horrible podcast, but it's horrible in the best way possible. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's charming. It's charming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to put that. Yeah, out I, I, someone did recommend a guitar podcast to me that comes out of uh, out of the UK. I listened to one episode and it sounded like pretty fun. Uh, they spent a lot of time talking about uh, Radiohead and blah blah. How blah. did that go for you? Because they don't speak the same language I that know, we it, do, right? It took I me. We it took had a me. War. It took me about 15 minutes to acclimate to their accent before I could actually understand anything that they were saying. It's called a GAK. Huh. Gak. And it sounds like a bunch of guys that work in a guitar shop together. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it, it is. It's not an interesting. You can, you can check those guys out. If maybe you, it's if you can decipher the the Queen's English. If like, you can speak the tongue. What's like, that? What's they're the, so freaking proper. Is it, it drives me nuts. Is it Music Mania, the guitar shop in the UK that's all about TMG? 
I don't know. Do we want to talk about TMG? I don't know, man. Let's get your mic a little closer to you, Steve. This is going to be two hey. weeks after. I mean, like a day after the TMG debacle that's Dude, currently the blowing TMG me in. What, is, what is, is TMG? I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Oh, man. Oh. I don't know if we really want to get into this just because it's... Don't even say it to me. I don't want to ta- know. We've talked about this. It's the Taylor McGrath guitars where no one really knows who's oh, I don't want to talk actually about this. making them. I don't want to talk about that. It's got, it's got worse today on the gear page. Did it? There's I don't like want a, to know. There's a days long read. Yeah. It's, it's a novel. It got uh, like 12 pages in like 36 hours. Uh, it's so dirty. drama. A lot of old dirt dug up. If yeah. you don't like it, don't buy it, you know? Well, it's it's 3K for a kit guitar. I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, that's always I'm the big question. I'm going to buy two of them. <laughs> in the same color and finish and yeah, with the same pickups. I got have a backup. Just Maybe get, I should buy three for yeah, my like backup. my Brody case. Yeah, get the third one just to have like a really weird one, you know? Yeah, but like the same color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Same finish. Yeah, but the first, yeah, the first two will have like it'll just be a standard strap setup and then like the third one will have a humbucker. So I, for a long time, I was thinking like <laughs> I just wanted to get a bunch of guitars all in the same color, like because I'm really into sunbursts. Uh huh. Um, and it just dawned on me what I should do is I should get a like. So my thing is Telecasters. This started before the Telecaster craze. Yeah. Uh, because you, you all believe me on the internet. You oh, liked super Telecasters cool. before it was cool. You're yeah. So, you're so cool, Steve. Uh, <laughs> I, you know it's funny. I was talking to someone at work today, and I was like. I like Zoe Deschanel before she was hipster. Oh, come on. How does that work? She's uh, like, always been hipster. No, yeah. Not an elf. I don't, I don't know. know. Was she hipster? Was anyway, she an elf? Pretty hipster. Uh, so what I, was, what I was thinking right now was like, what if you had a guitar that was like your present guitar, and then you got another one that was like a relics guitar that in the same finish that was like your future guitar brought back to the past so you'd be playing a guitar from the future so it's like sort it, of yeah exactly it's kind of like this podcast so it's like oh i've got a th- i've got a sunburst guitar and then i've got a relic sunburst guitar that's also like the same model right so it's like i've got the future version of my current guitar gotcha anyway so it's like if you if you went back to like the 1960s and, and handed willie nelson a guitar that was beat up the way his is currently beat up right like, this is like what your guitar is going to look like and he'd be like this looks like garbage i don't want to play it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Exactly. I will never play a guitar like this. And then he'll see, 50 years later, he'll, what thank, he, he'll thank you what he's become. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> he's spe- pretty road-worn. And speaking of things that aren't really vintage, but people will pretend is vintage, what are our ads today, Ryan? What are our ads? Uh, I've got two ads here. Maybe maybe you got more. We'll see how quickly we bust through these. Uh, let's talk about the Fender first. Fender. This is a weird guitar from fender out of like their it was just this out of the 80s or the 90s yeah, it's from the 80s it's just from the 80s when they were trying to be you know compatible with the metal scene and stuff like that and compete with all like the flying v's and weird shapes but they made this thing called the katana i found an ad for one that's going for 500 bucks you gotta, you gotta look these up. I'm gonna post a picture on the Facebook group. I should probably post the picture on the Instagram too. Now that we're Instagram stars, yeah, you are. Thanks, you have like Dan, 80, thanks, Daniel Tyak. Eighty something followers. No, like hold what, on, real wait. time update. Eighty seven. Holy crap! That, that was is. so last week. We have nine hundred followers now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was looking at your other Instagram. Uh, <laughs> nine hundred. So I'll get some. I'll get some info on it. I'm a uh, live. Facebooking, just kidding. Sure, I'm sure. on the internet. These things are um, are funky looking. They're like 
think of like a guitar paddle with a oh, bottle God. opener at, at the back end of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it, looks, it looks like it was developed by uh, freaking like Boeing or Northrop Grumman oh in the 90s gosh. when they were making the Stealth Fighter. Do you still have your paddle board? Do I still have my paddle board? Didn't you have a paddle board? What are you talking about? For, sur- for surfboard. Oh, son of a... The big paddleboard thing. Didn't oh, paddleboard. I yeah. thought you were saying pedalboard. Paddleboard. Like, paddleboard. <laughs> right. right. I don't have my paddleboard this anymore. And I just, sold, it, I just sold my kayak, so dude, I can't, can't use that at all. You can't even double, double team this guitar yeah. here going on. Here's oh. the part where, like a great rapper, I drop some knowledge on you. This Damn. is from strat-central.com. Which is a great website. Uh, it's one of my favorite Fender history websites. Is it there's, really? There's not a ton of information on there, but it's got kind of some of Fender's weird stuff. Uh, this is from their other Fender guitar section on the Katana. The Katana was Fender's way of trying to react to more extreme body forms that other guitar manufacturers were making. It was only produced in Japan for a very limited time, 1985-1986. A bass version was also made. The Fender version had two humbuckers, one volume and one tone control, three position switch, and the Fender System 1 double locking tremolo with an accompanying locking nut. So a little side note, the Fender System 1 was made by uh, Schaller, and that's actually what my Fender Contemporary Standard Stratocaster is supposed to have on yeah. it, is the Fender System 1. Those trims, I've always thought about going period correct and trying to hunt down all the parts but it's going to cost me like 200 bucks yeah to go period they're correct. expensive and realistically i don't use the tram and i don't ever plan on i bought that strat for 100 bucks yeah it's a beast for 100 that's bucks. an amazing strat so um i'm not planning on ever selling it but I, I didn't realize that that was a tram i guess some of them uh well you got the picture Okay, yeah, so the picture does have the System 1. Apparently, there was a Squire version that uh, really? has a vintage-style trim. I've never seen the Squire version. Well, I'm going to... Is this Drop some knowledge click? on me, Steve. I'll just zoom this in. There you go. That's the Squire version. We're passing phones around? Huh. Technology. Yeah. Interesting. That's um, finest. You got, can you guys see this through the microphone? <laughs> I can see how that's a Squire. I don't see this headstock in that picture, but I can see how that's a, a less... Oh, there you go. That's a less uh, premium option. Anyway, yeah, during the uh, during the mid '80s, Fender did do some weird stuff. They had the Katana, the Prodigy, the Performer was one of them, right? Yeah, they had performer. a weird, weird shape. Um, they did some other stuff that was just they just Fender was experimenting. Yeah, well, it was a weird time for guitars. Everyone yeah. was trying to like everyone was getting all these weird off-brand Shredder guitars. With all these different like space age looking parts and stuff, and well, it's also a weird time for Fender because they were transitioning kind of out of CBS, uh-huh. and they found that you know they they didn't find, but they had just opened Fender Japan, and the engineers there were incredible, which I've, I've talked talked about before. Uh-huh. Um, but they started trying to. I mean, to me, the Katana looks like a, the Jackson Randy Rhodes. Yeah, it's similar. Uh, it just doesn't have the v- it doesn't have the V cut in it, and right. so you get this giant triangle shape with a oh, bottle got, opener. It's got the bottle opener cut. Yeah, yeah. We're but, actually doing a po- I'm doing a podcast with you right now, and I learned things I didn't know <laughs> that Fender made really horrible looking guitars for a period. Have you seen a Telecaster? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and we lost 40 followers. Oh, yes. I see the followers. Oh, I, I own a Telecaster, but I'm uh, trying to sell it. Are, are you actively tra- Are you actually... Do you have that if thing I up fi- now? If I fix it, I'm going to sell it. I need you, to adjust some things on it. You should use your celebrity to sell that Telecaster. Oh, my gosh. Like, Dude, r- guys, Ryan has a Telecaster for sale right now, and he will... He's signed it, not in pen, but in his own sweat. Yeah. I was playing think, it live. I was thinking earlier today that uh, if we had more listeners, I could offer it as like a contest prize and ship it to someone. Maybe that's what we need to do to get more listeners. Yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't figure out an angle like, oh, how do we measure if someone gets us more listeners, you know? Whoever... Like, adds, do I give it away yeah. to the 5,000 or 5,000 listener or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't How know. would you even verify that? I have no idea. That's the problem. How do I do Te- any of this technology. stuff? Technology. If we had more... You can't just say technology and have it mean something. If we had more listeners, we <laughs> could just... Steve, though. He just, just, Steve's just like, technology. oh, I'm a scientist. <laughs> and they were true. like, oh, I guess but we should is, believe That's him. how he pays his bills. We should listen to him. Well, He's that's true. I am a scientist. <laughs> scientist. I'm a scientist, too. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> um, well, you well, live in Hamul. No scientist <laughs> lives in Hamul. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Ryan this, raises a valid point. I didn't I, want to actually I like how up, on but. these salvage casts we make all these references, these San Diego references that no one's going to no understand. No one knows what we're talking about. What's a mule? Is that even a real word? It's like when you watch a movie that's based on the East Coast and like you have no idea what they're talking about. Like, right. I don't know where this place is in conjunction to this other place. I don't know if it takes five minutes or five hours to get from Washington, D.C. to Miami. Like, <laughs> Have you ever watched... Uh, Aren't they neighbors? Yeah, they're right next to each other, right? Have you ever For watched sure. the show 24? No. no. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I like that we both replied at the same time. There we go. Oh, oh. Should we talk about the guitar yes. anymore? What, for for five hundred bucks, would either of you guys get this guitar? No. Well, it's only f- oh, no. it's just four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Not I even close. It. Yeah, not even close. Uh, if somebody gave it to me, I'd be like, oh. I feel like this guitar is about fifteen years away from becoming a collectible. If somebody maybe gave some, it to me, I would put on Craigslist for five hundred bucks and make some money. <laughs> maybe some hey, uh, somebody might be wanting to play it ironically, and maybe somebody really desperately needs a bottle opener on their guitar. Yeah, for a Let, gigantic bottle. Let's be honest, Ryan. If somebody gave you this guitar, you would play it every week oh at church. Oh my gosh, you, you don't even know. But I would never pay five hundred dollars for it. Uh, All right, so 60-second Humcast, Mr. East Highland Avenue in National City. This is Please from a, this send in your guitar. <laughs> Please send in your guitar for Ryan, uh, and we will talk about you every what week. What that guitar has going for it has got a lot of room to mount a chaos pad on there, Steve. That uh, Not any more than any other guitar. I don't know. It's got a lot of flat pad? space there Maybe. behind the bridge. Why are you going to mount a chaos pad, Steve? <laughs> I've you know I've been dreaming about using a chaos pad live for like ten years. One day he'll one it. day he'll do it, and then a week into it, he'll be like, "This was a huge mistake." I know. So actually, uh, so today, oh man, I I always try not to date our podcasts. I made a terrible mistake. Just laid out there. So I learned about the uh, EHX random tone generator. Okay, and uh, which is basically a synth pedal. It's only got an output because it generates its own tone and based on like... So there's no control on it. No, it just randomly generates tone. <laughs> well, there's a... The, there's a con- beautiful. There's a control and what the control is, is is the rate at which it randomly generates tones and there's a switch that determines whether or not it just goes like beep, boop, boop or if it like slides like beep, boop, 
Ah, interesting. Could you explain that one more time? No. Just, dude, oh. Sing for us, Steve. I love it no, when I you just, sing. I was always singing on this podcast. I was Instagramming and I wasn't paying attention. So could you just do, do that part again? You guys want to hear some Carrie, uh, some Carrie, some Katy Perry jams later? I'll sing some. <laughs> that should be our outro, outro music someday. Katy Steve Perry singing Katy yeah. Perry. No, me singing Katy Perry. Yeah, we could do that, and then we'll get sued. That sounds a great plan. Great plan, guys. Uh, but anyway, uh, this EHX <laughs> random tone generator. Um, it's it's I thought it sounded super cool and what it reminded me of is the uh I built one of these for my brother-in-law's the Atari punk console okay which is a little like kind of synthesizer you kind of just dial it in and the one I built for him has a kind of a kill switch on off so you just kind of push the button while you're turning the knob and it it, it's super cool look it up on uh, look it up on youtube and you built one of those atari punk console yeah and actually i have i have another p i built one for him and i bought a different pcb that i have at home that i keep saying i will build for myself i might i'll i have at least half of the parts at home to build it i just haven't had time I, i need to find a case to put it in but they're super cool little synth generators or i mean they just generate a range of tones interesting and uh they're I built the one, the one I built for my brother-in-law when I was testing it. My wife was getting super mad. She's like, stop making all this random noise. Just like. How do they go? How do they go again? God bless. God bless our wives for putting up with the racket. Right. I don't know how my wife puts up with it. I don't know how my neighbors you put up with it. You probably put up a lot more racket than I do because oh, you're yeah, home probably. all day. Like because yeah. you work from home. I'll stop in the middle of the day and go downstairs and play guitar for you know half an hour or something to clear my mind. You know. Yeah, I just yell at my coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, oh, we were off topic. We hit that ad pretty hard. Let's hit the next one as what hard is as this, we possibly can. Let's try to get this next ad to 80% and people can cover the, the next 20% at home with their discussion groups. What? <laughs> That's a reference to another podcast I listened to. Is it? Yeah. What podcast? It's uh, called Topics. I don't, I'm not, I guess it's, I haven't heard it. Yeah. It's got a uh, Michael Ian Black and Michael Showalter in it. Oh, right. I yeah. guess I have heard about that podcast. It's a big old is joke. Is it part of the, uh, is that part of the it. Maximum Fun Network? I think it's Earwolf. Earwolf. <laughs> we shouldn't sing the theme of a podcast network on our independent <laughs> podcast. <laughs> the Wolf Dead. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but it was entertaining. Okay, someone on one of the Facebook groups that we're on uh, posted the, uh, the Proco Roadkill. I don't know if either of you guys are familiar with this at all. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of the variants from I want to say the mid '90s from Proco on their Rat. So they yeah. had they came out with the Brat and like the <laughs> he's Tyak is clicking, clicking a, rat a Rat pedal right now. One of the new Rats with the slant box, which I don't approve of. Yeah, uh, I had one of those. Had a super tough time trying to the, sell it. The slant. Yeah, yeah. People don't like them. Yeah, because they don't have the LM three hundred eight. Whatever. Um, but the Roadkill, I'm not sure exactly when they came out, but they had the... This is when Proco, they they had the Rat, and they had the Rat 2, which was similar to the Rat, uh-huh. but it had an LED. And then they started doing all this other stuff, like the Double Rat, and the Juggernaut, mm-hmm. uh, and then the uh, You Dirty Rat, and the Brat, and the Roadkill, and the Double Rat. 
and the then they start doing like reissue whiteface rat and blah 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 whatever yeah um rat got popular and they started doing a billion variations yeah so the roadkill oh and they have it's the tur- like the, the big muff rat. syndrome yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wasn't aware that was a syndrome it's a syndrome big muff syndrome uh go talk to your doctor <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> He's gonna click a big muff clone. Do you hear that click? That's a big muff. Clone. So, uh, let me see that thing. Give me that piece of paper. Roadkill. Yeah, here you go. I don't know what this says on it. Well, the, the roadkill does have the LM three hundred eight or right. whatever it is. And according to somebody, um, this is the roots. This the roadkill is basically the roots modded rat with two extra diodes in the negative feedback loop to give it more gain. Yeah. Something I learned, though, from uh, from this Facebook post that someone made. Sorry to interrupt you, Steve, but I'm going to keep going. Go. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, something that someone mentioned is that they, they own one of these pedals, and if you take it apart, the uh, the plastic cover that has the, the roadkill graphic on it, you can flip that over, and it's got the Brat graphic on the other side of it. Right. So this is basically the, the Proco Brat. But with just a different label, and they were making them in the same factory, printing it on the same piece sure. of plastic. Well, I think the Brat was, like, really crappy parts. Well, it was supposed to be a budget right. entry for, for people who wanted a more affordable rat pedal. Yeah. It doesn't have an indicator line on it, as far as I'm aware. Uh, I listened to demos of it, and basically, it kind of sounds neat to me, because it sounds a little bit more mid rangey, a little bit more hmm. throaty to me. It does have a headlight control. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> well, that's for the the roadkill side. And on the brat a side, batter control. On the brat side, it's probably like some other weird words that associate with being a brat, like tantrum or something tantrum like control. that. <laughs> fit. So, like the tone controls fit. <laughs> so I don't know how much this was up for. I don't know if people are trying to. I guess they just want opinions. Yeah, the guy just wanted um, an opinion on it. The. Proco rat stuff. I mean, a lot of people don't like the rat. A lot of people, but at the same time, a lot of people are buying like the Moore uh, mouse pedal. Uh-huh. I think it's called, or what? Or no, it's the black something. I think there's always a place for a rat pedal. Uh, uh, I had one for a while. I got rid of it because I didn't have a place for it. But right. I think there's always someone out there who can find a use for it. They were huge with the kind of hair metal days. Yeah. Because people would, would rock a rat pedal in front of their Marshall stack, and they would have, like, a chorus or a slapback delay. And that was basically, like, your Death Leopard or Poison yeah, Sam, you know? I definitely feel like... So I have a Rat 2 that's one of the one of the older ones, and it has a, a long story. Um, Let's which, not get into Which that. I will shorten up to say that... <laughs> That I haven't dealt with customer service with a lot of different companies, uh, but Proco is one of the best customer service stories that I've ever experienced. Um, but my Rat 2 is definitely uh, 80s Marshall in a box. Yeah. It's my high gain go to. Uh huh. And uh, it's what I use really for guitar, it's what I use for swells. Uh, with bass, I, I probably go with my. Uh, I've got a Fox Tone Machine clone. That thing's sick. Uh, that is just nasty on yeah. bass for fuzz, and it sounds great for. If bass you ever swells. sell that thing, you better tell I'm me. I'm never selling that. I don't. I don't see myself selling that thing. Um, but Proco is just. They are really for for as large of a company as I think they are. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was really surprised at how good their customer service is. We talked about that last episode. They're probably not that big. It's probably like three guys. 
Yeah, they're probably a little bigger because they Proco? do. They do cables and uh, they probably outsource that. Though. They do Maybe. a lot of yeah. snake, like custom snake stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Procos, but they're, and they they're got really direct cool. boxes and cables and. Uh, so this is the short story, the very short story. I got a Proco Rat Two. It didn't work. I inherited it like fourth hand. I I emailed them saying, "Hey, I got this thing. It doesn't work. It's way out of warranty. What will it cost to get it fixed?" They said, "Send it to us." So I sent it to them. It was a pedal that wasn't working that I'd never used. Uh-huh. It took them a month to fix it. And when they sent it back, they sent it back with an apology letter saying, sorry, it took us a month to fix this. We know how important it is to a gigging player to get their stuff back fast. Wow. Here's a free T-shirt and some candy. Wow. So I got this Damn. T-shirt that's an XL, which isn't my size. So I Give just use, I use it for pajamas. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you can but, wear uh, Steve's pajamas, Ryan. Yeah, I yeah, know, right? Yeah. Um, That'll make me sleep well at night. <laughs> my wife likes it. Oh. What? Oh. Um, yeah, anyway, you eat those pajamas. That's where babies come from. That's where my babies come from. Uh, <laughs> from rat shirts? I guess. <laughs> you should write uh, them and be like, thanks for the babies. Thanks for the babies. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they, they were like, they were apologetic for this thing that they were repairing for free. Yeah. All I had to pay, I, sh- I paid to ship it to them. They shipped it back for free. I mean, that's top-notch quality service in my book. Uh-huh. So, so that's that. So, Proco, double thumbs up. And uh, here we go. <laughs> I don't really have much else to say about this. Uh, these things are affordable, though. They're more affordable than a rat still, even though uh, you can get the brats or the roadkills that are you know over 10 years old now. Uh, I think the rat or rat style pedal is something that everyone needs to at least try once. Yeah, you need to mess around with it. You're see either if you like it. love it or you're going to hate it. You need to be aware okay. of it. But it's definitely like it's a quality pedal that yeah. a lot of other pedals are based on. Sure, sure. But it's kind of it's, it's unique too. It's like it's very different from a lot of other distortion pedals or overdrive pedals. Uh, I I suggest going on eBay and checking out the prices of these. I vaguely remember them being still priced pretty low if you could find them. Like, uh, I think you could probably get one from 50 to 75 bucks sort of deal. Uh, they're all used now. There's not a new option for these. But oh, I no. like I like the art on the brats, honestly, over the roadkill. It sounds like you can switch them around if you have a screwdriver. Uh, <laughs> Steve is pouring out portions of beer for us. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, kind of you. Uh, but I think the brat growler. looks cooler. It's got like this bright pink kind of are you missing out splatty nineties or eighties MTV sort of look, which I think is cool. You would, yeah. The, you always consider yourself kind of a brat. Yeah, yeah. The roadkill looks kind of dumb to me. It I looks know like you a really love MTV. Joke. It's got like a tire tread going across the text, and it's got a like a blood splat on the switch. I think it's too gimmicky. I like the. I like the brat look that is more gimmicky, but gimmicky enough that I like it. Right. You know, Proco, you got to be super gimmicky for me to like, like I it. Like I said, I think Proco kind of did this thing in like the mid late '90s where they were trying all this different stuff, and for better or worse, they kind of just went back to doing classic rat and yeah. rat variants. That's what people want. They're sticking with that logo. I don't know if they have more in them than that, but I mean that's what they're doing, and it, it's working well. So sure, you know. I, Has Proco even made any other pedals? I don't think so. Uh, they've I think only they have variations of Maybe the rat. they've done. I think there's like one other thing that they made. Uh, I can't remember what it, it's, seems what like it is. They, like they have some sort of weird overdrive. Maybe or fuzz they had or some pe- a pedal line 
and the rat was the only thing that held on. And they're Maybe. primarily a cable and direct box company. It is weird. Right. You don't see anything else from them. But it's like the rat still yeah. sells, so they keep making it. Their boxes are kind of built like DI boxes, too. Maybe there's a DI in every rat. Maybe. Like a secret DI, you open it up and you find... A plug your acoustic a six, guitar in. You find a six-pack of AAA batteries and an input and an output for a DI. <laughs> And the functioning iPod Mini. Let's try it. <laughs> Let's open one so, up. So this is, <laughs> We're open this, one is up right a, now. this is the funny thing. <laughs> He's literally opening up. His this is the funny GH, thing with, with JHS the, modded rat with right the, in front of us. The different rat mods. It's all the rat mods have like a have like a toggle switch, so you can have a bunch of different variants on the rat. And I've thought about them just because I do think the Proco Rat uh, footprint is really big. It is. And it's unwieldy for, like, a compact pedal board. But I I always think, like, if I got the Moore Rat or anyone else's Rat, I'd really only want the classic Rat sound. Yeah, of course. Well, I, I've always been curious about the Dirty Rat sound. Hey, I just opened this up. Uh, is there six AAA batteries in there? Is there a DI in there? There's not a DI in there. Oh, oh. come on. Let's get a picture of that. But Steve could... One of you Instagrammers hey, what take chip a picture. did you say was a good chip on LM308. LM308. Uh, probably don't have it. It's got it. some numbers on it. Well, if, me, it's, if it's modded by JHS, it probably has take a that or something to sound like that in there. Pull the battery out. No, I'll just ah. leave it. I got it. I'm surprised you got that thing open so easy. I'm a professional. This is an <laughs> NE5534P. NE5534P. Yeah, not the LM308. Oh, we're going to break it. I know. This is J. Well, so this is the, the so the one we just opened up is the slant model. Uh, I'm surprised. I'm actually a little surprised that uh, Josh over at JHS doesn't do the 308 mod. Um, he but, probably does, but this is just a different mod. Maybe. I don't actually know anything about that pedal. Steve just <laughs> dropped his phone trying to Instagram. <laughs> Um, so the 308... Is, what is this, an Instagram podcast? The 308 is supposedly like the classic <laughs> chip for the rat. Some guys are like, oh, you got to got the you gotta got the 308. You got to have the 308 or else. Uh-huh. And other people are like, uh, you whatever. Broke it. So did you just break it? I just screwed the screw through the oh, foot. You, whoa. It's okay. Uh, I always take the... Feet off and put Velcro on, anyways. Yeah. No more feet. Sorry. I always take the front or the back, uh, like two feet off, and then put Velcro there. So it's like not completely Velcroed. I don't like my pedals to be like complete like block of Velcro. I like to just have like two little tabs of Velcro so they pull off easier. You're a weird pedal boardist. I know. Hey, does anyone know if JHS has I mean, if you a, put uh, the giant block Instagram? of Velcro, yeah. then it's like impossible. It's just, uh, JHS. It, it makes it impossible to pull them JHS off. Pedals. Hold on, I'm looking it up. JHS. Yeah, JHS pedals. Cool. Which seems to be an excellent Instagram for JHS pedals. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Sure. How about that? All right, carrying on. Uh, this is kind of neat. We're dismantling pedals and taking pictures of them while we podcast. Yeah, We're well, I'm sure this, this is in the future. Super interesting for people to listen to. Oh, oh, power tools and talking about Instagramming. This is this is a great podcast. All right, um, <laughs> we're really we're real professionals over here. So Steve, and I, Steve and I had someone write us asking us if if he could pay us to help him start. 
his podcast, like to teach him how to do it. I don't think he's actually listened to us. Well, you know, there, there is a, there is a there is a thing about just getting the getting a podcast up and running. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's pro- harder than it sounds. I'll probably respond to him when I get a chance when I get home. Yeah. Um. But because uh, there is some technical stuff, I'll show him how we set it up. Sure. But uh, except I don't know how to get around GarageBand, but it's probably pretty straightforward. Uh, he can just use Audacity, or he probably right. already knows some recording software. Um, Let's get off that t- subject. Should we? Uh, should we jump into a topic? We, yeah. we nailed our two ads. Uh, something we were talking about doing is uh, Tyak a, a while back sent us the topic of talking about cables. And Steve and I are both kind of on the same page about cables. We both have kind of the same uh, theory as far as the religion of cables go. And we know that Tyak here is in a different camp. So maybe we can retouch on this and you can school us and chew us out a little bit. I I am in a different camp. But that pales in comparison to the fact that Steve is currently in the bathroom right now. Pinch it off, Steve. Steve. <laughs> What are you doing? We can't talk about cables if you're in the bathroom touching your dingus. <laughs> yes, I I wrote in an email because Steve was like, "Hey, send in an email," and I was like, "I'll send in an email." I'm a I'm a I'm a listener of Sixty Cycle Home, mm-hmm. and I enjoy it. I don't know why. <laughs> Probably because I like the fact that it's a completely different perspective than a lot of a lot of. Um, thoughts about gear that i hold and mm-hmm. it's it's fun we're different spectrum of the elitists you got yes <laughs> so i had asked about cables and i said what did i say what's the best yeah something along uh, those lines. what's like a general rule of thumb what makes a good cable sure what's the general rule of thumb and you guys had a lot of good thoughts and some things i didn't exactly agree with and that uh, we were doing the podcast here at Salvage, and I was like, "Hey, let's talk about cables." Yeah, why not? So I got a pile of cables right here. You guys, can you guys see them? Oh yeah, here I'll hold them up in front of the mic. Can you guys see? This is a coily cable. Yeah, it's all springy. You see it all springy? Yeah. yeah. I'm actually. Why am I holding it up? Actually, I could just be lying, but I'm literally holding it. Right, Ryan, Ryan is actually holding it up. I believe in my heart that you guys can see it. <laughs> Steve's out of the bathroom now. Oh. Hey, welcome back, Steve. How'd, hey. it, how'd it come out in the end? Is it good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything okay? Uh, yeah, for now. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So Get enough my, fiber? I think my... <laughs> I don't even remember what you guys said. I made said. a terrible mistake. <laughs> we basically said that you're wrong no matter what your opinion is. <laughs> We also said that we thought that you were trying to bait us for. Oh, we did say of- that. We thought it was a. We thought it was a little troll bait. Because I was absolutely trying to bait you, but at the same time, I was. I was interested to hear your opinion, even though I was pretty sure I knew your opinion. Sure. So I uh, there was all kinds of cable debate on the forums and the internets and the people talking about cables and this uh-huh. and that and what makes a great cable and there's everything from. Um, Oh gosh, Monster Cable, which is your well, I should say there's everything from like the cheap Radio Shack cables, yeah. or the, you know, buy it on Amazon from Hosa, like the Made in China thing, uh-huh. and to uh, you know, a brand like Lava Cables is made in the USA with the yeah. USA parts. Every every piece of copper is hand wound out by a guy, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then there's like uh, Evidence Audio, and there's you know all kinds of different fancy cable manufacturers and there's some awesome 
um, cable manufacturers out of Japan, like Mogami. Uh-huh. Um, I think they're in Japan. I am fairly certain they're in Japan. I mean, their name sounds no like idea. they're from Japan. This is true. So let's um, just say that they are. We're going to pretend that they're from Japan. And they have an excellent cable. And then there's the plugs for the cable ends. Uh, there's a lot of different variances. And there's also, you guys kind of meshed three different kinds of cables together when you were talking about cables and you kind of lumped them in there. And that was the only thing that really got me like, I don't know, guys. You have no idea what you're talking about. We were just throwing stuff out there. Well, we didn't have I a plan. I knew as soon as he started talking about like shielded versus unshielded that, Ryan that, didn't know what he, that he had about? no idea what he was talking okay. about. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> like patch, patch cables, like I always think of patch cables as being the same as instrument cables but smaller. But yeah, I know there is a difference between instrument and and speaker cable. I also so, talked about the the cable that goes from your your amp to the speaker. Yes, that's a completely different cable. Sure. So wait, there's two. Essentially, there's two different. Um, we'll, we'll talk about them in two different series. There's instrument cables and speaker cables. Okay. Speaker cables and what you had brought up last time with the the test with audio files listening to a coat hanger. Uh huh. That's that's relative to speaker cables only. Now, speaker cables, you're actually introducing a, a much higher voltage from your amp, and it's going to your speakers, and that is, and people will go crazy on like, oh, you have to have the uh, unicorn piss cable, or your <laughs> that does sound nice. Your speaker is not going to sound right, and it's like personally, no. I prefer the Centaur horn cable. <laughs> exactly. So, if you look at any of the coveted amps, uh huh. Um, the you know. You get the the Dumble or a, you know a fifty seven deluxe or something like that. Just like just some old school like coveted sweet amps. You look at the back of those and they were probably using lamp cord. Yeah, and right. everyone's like, oh, this is a great amp. So speaker cables to me kind of get thrown out as far as the tone debate goes. Sure, because it's just um, a, it's a different current. The only yeah, it's a, it's a higher voltage. Sure. The the, the guitar cables are very. Extremely low voltage that the pickup. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The pickup is. I have a hard time with you agreeing with me, Ryan. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Don't you patronize me? I swear to you. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yes, yes. Continue. So, anyway. You're throwing me off my rant right now. <laughs> For me, speaker cables, the only thing that matters is durability. Is the thing going to sure. be nice and beefy? Is it going to break down on me? Am I going to have a problem? If my amp tips over on this cable, is this cable going to break? You know what I mean? Some, yes. Just like, no. Give me this cable, Steven. I swear. Where's my cable? <laughs> it's gone. Oh, there it is. Dude, this oh, is... The- okay. Oh, that that's not gonna break. I was no. saying, that's I not was, gonna break, uh, dude. That's, that's a twelve gauge copper wire. Yeah. This is a cable that Salvage makes, and um, you can get those on the website www.salvagecustom.com. <laughs> I don't want to plug anything here. You should plug your stuff. Okay, so that's Salvage. Sell your freaking stuff, man. It's good and stuff. This this cable that I'm holding. Uh, hold Are up. we gonna get a T-shirt out of this podcast? I don't Ooh. know. Yeah, you guys can pay for a t-shirt. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm holding this cable in front of the microphone so you can see it. This this cable is made out of some some really cool old school like uh, wrapped wire uh-huh, cloth right. wrapped wire that I found. And there's two elements to this cable. One, it's 12 gauge copper wire soldered onto a G and H plugs, which are just beefy beefy plugs. 
And two, it just looks cool. It's kind of got an old vintage yeah. lamp cord. Vibe. It looks like something like a telephone operator would have been plugging around. Exactly. In the, like the 1930s. And that was the whole goal for it. It's like a beefy, beefy cable that's not going to break down and that's also going to look cool. Yeah. So we sell stuff that looks cool. I mean, a lot of people think that the tone woods in our pedal boards <laughs> might make them sound better. But, you know, I mean, they do. <laughs> Other people who actually Wait, think they that? do. I don't. Maybe. Wait, zebra wood doesn't have a higher frequency resonance than Well, thine? in our pedal boards, we actually, it does. <laughs> it definitely makes it's things sound better. Yeah, well, you know, if, you, if it looks better and you feel like you re- look really good on stage, well, you know, then you're going to sound better because you're going to be look, playing more confidently. Ryan, you know? Ryan, it's, like, it's like putting on a nice suit. And wearing a nice suit doesn't make you a better person. It just makes you look like a better person. And then you feel like a better person. This is true. And then and you act like a better person. I don't want you guys to tell anybody this. I'm going to tell you a little secret, though. Okay, just, okay. In between, just between between the three of us. Yeah, just between the three and of the, us here. And the, the two growers of yeah, beer we yeah. drink. Um, and all five of our listeners. And five <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Salvage makes things that are pretty yes. and really good looking. Very beautiful. And functional. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. That's it. They don't make tone. Nope. They don't do anything fancy. They're just real functional and they look real good. Yeah. And I have realized a long time ago that guitarists oftentimes shop with their eyes of course and tone is in the eyes if it looks oh, good no it is it's gonna sound good i always so, hey. i always say about the different uh, guitar groups and forums that we're on and stuff that that you know there's the popular people on there who are posting their boards and their gear and everyone just goes gaga but I really think it would be a completely different scene if we could hear what people sounded like on those groups and forums I think Totally. I think the people who were popular would be very different groups well, of people. Well, it's interesting. We did that, that meetup yeah. with a lot um, of yeah. guys. Ryan and I have talked about this before. And it was but... very interesting. It was like, okay. And then a lot of guys, it was like, wow, you are a freaking amazing player. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're, you're okay. And that sounds like crap. You know what I mean? Sure, like there sure. was different things there. And a lot of those guys might have really strong opinions on forums. And a lot of those guys might have just kind of hang out and lurk yeah, and yeah. be available, be around on forums. And it was a really interesting thing to see the different people and the different sounds and the different, uh-huh. like actually in real life. Well, for, I know for Ryan and I, the thing that was interesting is whether or not you were using an actual tube streamer or a tube streamer clone or somebody else's overdrive pedal, whether or not you were using Stramon or, a boss rv5 or whatever other reverb pedal everyone's chasing the same tone yeah no matter how good or bad your chops are like at the end of the day when you had 30 guitar players playing at the same time everyone pretty much ended up sounding the same yeah when we and i know actually when we had all of them playing at the same time it sounded horrible well that's true Disgusting. <laughs> it was like, but I, I went home and questioned myself as a guitar player. I was like, do I even want to continue with this? Do I want to be a part of do this Do I want culture? to be a part of this community? Well, and you know, it was, kind of, <laughs> it was kind of funny because we're all listening to each other's, other's tone. And I, I don't say this to throw anyone under the bus because you you have to play to what whatever serves what you're doing. Exactly. Uh, yep. At the time. But um, one of the guys who was there, Dylan, uh, Dylan Burkham recently like maybe within the last two or three years won the guitar mageddon uh contest in san diego i mean he's just a beast guitar player i'm assuming that was the guy that sounded really good 
I don't know because I don't everybody sounded the same to me. Was he playing? Through I know the my Axe brother effects? is like he was the guy him. playing through the Axe Effects. He was, he was a good guitar. And yeah. He's a he's an awesome guitar player, but he was playing stuff that I felt like everyone could access. But I've heard he sent me recordings before, of like the metal version of like a Taylor Swift song or whatever. Right. Um, that was just like I was listening to. Him, I'm like. Dylan, I hate you because I know I'm never going to be this good. <laughs> and you're like 10 years younger than me. Yeah. We played a Taylor Swift song last Sunday. I heard about church. that. I saw you I post was, about it. Well, that, I, no, that was like two weeks ago. No, it was the Mother's Day thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. We, I played a Mother's Day song at church two weeks ago. Yeah, because remember we, t- we tore down, then we came back, and we yeah, came yeah. doing a second podcast with you. I second hate podcast. both yeah. of you. <laughs> hey, at the end... We should make jokes about the music fading out. Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so Cables. <laughs> that guy Dylan was a monster. Yeah. No, he's, I thought he's he was incredible. Uh, the excellent thing guitarist. That, the thing that cracked me up, and then we'll talk about Cables more. The thing that cracked me up about that meetup is that nine out of ten people there, as soon as they stopped playing, all their reverb trails sound exactly <laughs> the same to me. It was like 40 minutes of reverb trails. Yeah, it'd be like, do 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 like well, everybody's so, everybody's little, little riffs end exactly the same way with this little like reverb trail that sounded exactly the same. So I showed up to that thing <laughs> yeah. with a bass and a guitar, and I had the bass plugged in at first, and then afterwards I plugged in the guitar. And after like five minutes of listening to everyone else play guitar, I'm like, I'm going to plug my bass back in because I suck at guitar. Yeah. Well, I brought completely the wrong amp. I thought it was going to be a little get together. I brought my Princeton uh, reissue, which is like a 15 watt amp. I should have brought my acoustic, well, your acoustic uh, 150 <laughs> and just freaking dominated. Dominated. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't get over anything else that was going on. But if I had the acoustic 150, I would have just blown oh everyone out, gosh, of, the, out of the room. Oh, my gosh. That amp is a beast. Okay, let's talk about cables more. Okay, so anyway, yeah. there's the speaker cable. And that, that study that was shown with the audio files listening to coat hangers uh-huh. was speaker cables only. Sure. So it's a completely different issue than, than a line-level cable or an instrument cable. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's the funny thing is they cannot tell the difference between a coat hanger right. and a regular speaker cable. Because a signal is a signal. It's either on or off. So when buying a speaker cable, all you want to shop for is, do I is it is it beefy enough? Is that thing going to hold up for me? And do I like the way it looks? If you care about that. Some guys are going to sure. be like, whatever, it's behind my amp. I don't care. Some guys are going to be stoked on the way it looks. Yeah. Um, so that's really the only concerns you need to have. Um, it's it's a completely different animal than an instrument cable. Also, you don't want to use an instrument cable for a speaker cable. Of course not. Um, oh, dude, I've gotten in this argument with like church people. Oh, my gosh. So I hate times. it when people are like, just, oh, just use this. Like, no, I can't use that for this thing. You know, oh, it's like, gonna, we've been doing it this way for 20 years, and we haven't had anything explode yet. It's going gonna, it's gonna to transfer the sound. The things are going to connect, but there's yeah. going to be some loss there. Sure. Because it's just not designed to handle it it's a much thinner wire we're talking about a lot of amperage and a lot of a lot of voltage going well not a lot compared to like something coming out of your wall but compared to something coming through an instrument cable we're talking about a lot more amperage and a lot more voltage you need to have a nice solid speaker cable um and you don't have to necessarily go buy some fancy thing and if anybody has some snake oily speaker cable that they're trying to sell you that's filled with uh, what did you say centaur <laughs> horn C- centaur horn yeah uh, centaur horn like or that's what that's what's in the clone yeah. right that's dipped, a sham dipped in gold or hey, anything like that 
Wait, what? Oh, you have a claw in here? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. The the dollar value of the room just went up. So I just had a $2,000 pedal thrown in front of me. I, oh, I just had two $2,000 pedals. What is that? It's like Pete Cornish. No. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Those aren't actually mine. I got to go take a walk. They're for a setup. <laughs> but they're there. Now they're in the pile of pedals. Listen, listen I'm just going to say that, you know, if, if you come around here tomorrow and... <laughs> The door's broken up and you've been robbed. It wasn't me. Oh, man. Hey, let's open the claw. Oh, my God. Oh, it's okay, dude. Hey, Steve, steal these and then go buy a car. Dude, right? I just bought a car. Hey, I hey, want your car off. I do want you guys to see the inside of the claw because yeah. it's pretty cool. Sure. Like, it's a really interesting and unique enclosure, and it's a beautiful thing. It, d- it looks like a toaster. It does. So, it's, realistically, it's like. Great. Clons are something I've never been that interested in, but it's recently to, with all the clon clones, it's fun to yeah, check out. Though this is this is what I've always heard about. Isn't Take a, a picture of that for the a, Instagram. Isn't that a cool enclosure though? I oh mean, it's a gosh. cool enclosure. It's Hold a good on. sounding circuit. It's a classic pedal. Sure, that for sure. It's not made anymore. If you got the money, find yourself a clon. Sure. and enjoy it. If you don't, you don't need to get like a uh, the soul food. Super overdrive. What are you getting? Dude, check that out. That's like $2,000 in your hand. Oh, man. When was the last time you had $2,000 in your hand? There's a lot of black tar in there. If you, don't, if you can't find a clon, um, or if you don't have the money for a clon, get one of these. I'm holding it up in front of the... Oh, my gosh. An SD1? <laughs> Are you an for real? I have an SD1. There you go. You're golden. Is that... It sounds the same? Okay, probably not. But the guy... <laughs> nobody can tell the difference anyway. What, because, is that a recent SD1 or is that a vintage? Oh, it's a recent one, I think. I have a vintage one from like 83, 84... Uh, that I got, I bought this boss pedal board that had like five boss pedals in it. Was that the one that I stole a flanger from? No, a different one. Oh, it was, it was that Wait. board. It was that board, but I bought that board. How many boss pedal boards have you bought in that have like okay. five pedals? I in bought them? that pedal board. It didn't come with a flanger in it, but it came with five other boss pedals. Hundred bucks, and it had a vintage SD one in it. Really? It had a vet. It had a vintage DD two in it. I've been selling things off that board and making money ever since I bought it. All, I've, all I have left is, left is the SD one. When I stole this BF three flanger from you, you didn't <laughs> you didn't actually make any money. I'm holding it up in front of the microphone for uh-huh. you guys to see. It's purple, and I was really excited about it because I wanted to. Do you still use it? I do. There actually, I put it in the loop of the um, JHS Panther, uh-huh. and it was really cool. Cool. Like I put it on the kind of weird, funky, choppy trim yeah, setting yeah. that it has. And it, it made for this really interesting texture on the delays, and I enjoyed it a lot. It's, it's kind of an interesting thing for me because it's like I don't usually loan stuff out to people. I, you didn't loan it, dude. I stole it. There's a difference. <laughs> but it's like I got that pedal that day, and I messed around with it for about 10 minutes. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to use this. And then that night you were like, oh, can I, can I, can I borrow this from you? I was like, When I said borrow, I meant steal. Yeah, I know. I was, I was like, yeah, 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 you can borrow it. And in my the back of my head, it's like I have a pedal floating around out there that someday I might use, and it's like this exciting thing for me to think about that I own something extra that's not at my house 
that I can't sell if I feel like I need to get some extra cash or something like that. It's like it's always out there. It's like a it's like a retirement plan kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't really like access put, it right away. I put money in an IRA, yeah, but it's a CD a or something. Yeah, you can't yeah. get it right away. Yeah, it's the yeah. same. And kind if of ever thing. like Flanger sounds become super popular again, I'm going to call you up and be like, I want my Flanger back, <laughs> and I'll be like, I give you whatever you want for it, Ryan. Whatever you want. Yeah, they're worth a thousand dollars, and I'll be like, done. I'll trade you this clone. Like, okay. <laughs> Everyone knows that the, that the BF2 is the best flager on the market. They don't even make them anymore. <laughs> okay, shut up. Cables. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, back to cables. This is why we didn't we didn't fulfill the cable quota last time. Okay. We got to get sidetracked. We gotta, Tell us why instrument cables are different than speaker cables. All right. So, your guitar. The way the signal is generated... Is it's it's generating a very low voltage signal. Yes. The string, steel string, vibrates over the pickup, and it creates a very small electric field or a uh-huh. very very minute electric field. Um, it's a very low voltage signal. It's like so, it's like four and a half k to like fifteen k if you have like the hottest pickup out right. there. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. minuscule so for the for the. Uh, the pickup itself. Yeah. I don't I don't know what it actually produces going like the line, yeah, that's a the line voltage yeah. going through the through the cable. It's not enough to light up a light bulb. You know? No, not even close. No. Um so you have Have you tried that? No. Okay. It, yeah, there would be just no way. Sure. You'd have to have just a crazy yeah. small filament that would never yeah, it's, it would break no, before it lit up. There's no right. electricity. This is just yeah. pointless because we don't know what we're talking about. So basically, the only thing <laughs> we know what we're talking about is the fact that it's a very, very low voltage signal going through. So it is very susceptible to resistance and the current path going through. Sure. The uh, I shouldn't even say the ideal cable. A cable that will let your pure, like unadulterated signal from your guitar flow through easily is a cable that has extremely low resistance and will let all your signal get through there. Steve and Ryan are laughing at the Cornish. Don't you break those seals. Warranty void. Warranty void? Warranty warranty void. I've never seen a pedal with a warranty void broken Yeah, this this Pete Cornish SS3. But I also know those pedals are like $400 We're never going to finish talking about cables. Uh, if you they have stickers, I'll hold up the mic so you can see it. Yes, it take has a look stickers here. on each side that say "warranty void if broken." So if you break that seal and go to clone it with like the three capacitors and two resistors in there, then you will void your warranty. So anyway, hopefully that doesn't break. Um, I'm going to slice it open with my pick. There's oh a ton of different cables out there. There's a lot of people that just make a nice cable. There's a lot of people that make dirt cheap cables that work. There's a lot of people that make cables that say, "Oh, this is the you know this is the uh, Centaur horn sure, cable. Sure. Here's your three hundred dollar cable, unicorn piss cable. Uh-huh. This is the cable that um, will will cure cancer, and it's just a sham. <laughs> um, they'll say this is a directional cable that an alternating current coming from your pick your string vibrating over the pickup back and forth, creating an alternating current. They'll say. It's directional and it'll sound different going one way or the other, which no. is just a sham. Oh yeah, no. you don't remember those? That was a few years ago. I can't remember what company it was. I it's, never heard of that. I'll hold up the cable. I don't really want to. Like if you if that, you plug not a particular it in, company, but it's this company here. If you plug it in backwards, like it'll be different. Yeah. yeah. Oh come on. And they'll say after forty hours of work uh, of use, it'll sound different. What? 
You've got to be kidding me. And it'll run you like a hundred and something. I don't bucks. see a brand on this, so I can't out them. Oh, for... um, if you look on the cable itself, don't say they're using Neutron. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. So anyway, they sent me that one, and I just can't. let's just say that the uh, company is something that the lawyers are always looking for. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. <laughs> so anyway, then you have you have companies like um, this is one of my, this is one Four of my detectives. favorites. Our detectives, um, Intex wire, Intex cable. Um, right. This is a a, a guy Jean Marc who that, that who, thing is cool looking, man. Who makes a cable? He's a actually like an installer for crazy broadcast systems. So he just does cables all day, and this is his side gig. Gotcha. He makes some really cool cables, and this is with the old school vintage Switchcraft plug. That is a solid brass plug that's been machined down. It has a really beefy brass spring on it. It does. It looks industrial. If you look up Intex, it's I N T E X cable. Uh huh. Um, he uses a Belden wire, which is a. Uh, it's actually a microphone wire that he uses. And I tell you, this cable plugged in, I like the sound of it. Just straight into the amp, better than any other cables. What it, what difference can you hear in a cable? Though? Okay, so for instance, the the difference in cables. Say you go from your really cheap, like bottom of the barrel Radio cable, shack. which is going to have a lot of resistance in it, yeah. which will essentially kill off your high, your highs, not your not your mids, not like your guitar tone, but like that shimmery, like really top end highs. Okay, those will die on a on a cable. The same as that will die if you're running a long length of cable. You're running a thirty foot cable, you're going to lose a lot of those. Right. Um, and they'll just be gone, and you won't be able to dial them back in on your amp because they're never getting to your amp. Um, with cables, there's there's a particular, and it's funny because it's almost a moot point. And you guys got it right in the fact that it, it pretty much doesn't matter. Uh-huh. But it does matter from a point where if you know that all those high frequencies are preserved... If you know your cable is so beefy that it doesn't matter what you do, that thing's going to hold up on any gig. As a guitarist and a performer, you're going to have confidence in that. So when you step up to play your parts, you're not thinking about your cable at all. Right. You're, you're not, not thinking, thinking like, about, oh, I need to fix something. Yeah, you're not you're yeah. not thinking like, oh, I shouldn't like jerk too fast this way because my cable's going to crackle. Right. Sure. All you're thinking about is your part, and that gives you the advantage as a performer. <laughs> and so then you get a, yeah, exactly. You, get, you can be like, get your foot up on the monitor, yeah. and fan blow your hair, and you're like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so yeah. that's, I mean, that's all that matters really is the meedly, meedly me. So if your cable is is up to snuff and as far as quality goes, where you know you completely rely on it, your meatly meatlies are going to be more meatly meatly than anybody's meatly meatly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So that's that's really my stance on it's cables. It's a confidence so thing. It is a confidence thing. Okay. When you sit there and you plug your cables in um, from cable to cable, guitar directly into the amp, you are going to hear a difference in the higher frequencies and you're going to feel a difference in presence. Some will feel a little maybe a little bit brittle. Some of the really high-end cables to me they have like the most the the minimum resistance possible. They're just made out of a really high grade copper right. wire. Uh-huh. They almost feel too bright and like brittle to I've, me. I've actually heard that before. Huh. Um some of the some of the cables some guys really like coily cables. Uh, a friend uh David Ryan Harris he is a uh, one of the guitarists for John Mar- oh, John Mayer. Okay. Um, he played on Continuum. 
fantastic guitarist. We went. You're so lucky. I'm not singing a John Mayer song. Oh right my now. gosh, please, this, we're totally Steve. Lucky. I want you to sing so much. No, David's, you don't. David's a, just an amazing guitarist, and uh-huh. he lo- he just loves gear and tone and stuff. And we did a couple boards for him, and he, we took him up to his studio, and we sat down for a couple hours and like a bead multiple different cables, like just plugging different cables in, and he likes the. Um, coily cable, the Fender coily cable, not the cheap one. There's like a pro grade coily cable. Uh-huh. The cheap one is garbage. It gets all microphonic and forget about it. Um, he likes the the nicer one. It actually has a little bit of the high end roll off, so it gives this like mellower tone. Okay. So your tone is actually shaped by your cable as well. Some guys like to have all the high end clarity they can get, and then they can roll it off with the tone knob, or they're just idiots and buy really fancy cables and don't actually listen to what they sound like. Sure. Um, but some guys really do like to have a particular sound. Now, there's a there's a caveat to that. Once you plug into your pedal board, as soon as you hit your first active circuit, it just kind of changes the whole thing. Yeah. You turn a drive pedal on, and you're not going to notice those those high frequencies. Right. Right. You, you it go, avoids it all. You go through a buffer, and it just even even playing field is done. Uh-huh. So the only thing you're worrying about, you're not worrying about tone. The only thing you're worrying about is the durability of the cable. Do I like the way this cable looks? Do I like the way it feels? Do I like the way it drags around behind me on stage? Do I like the way it <laughs> coils up uh-huh. in the when I put it away? You, that's pretty much the only thing you're worried about. Once you but get through a pedal board. Once you once you start hitting actually active circuits, it sure. really sort of becomes a moot point. If you're plugging straight into your amp, yeah, there's a there's a pretty big difference from cable to right. cable. And when you're, um, I really, and it was funny when you when you guys were talking about cables, you're talking about like, oh, I got a you know monster cable, and every time it breaks, I just replace it. And I'm like, why the frick would you want to replace your cable when you can buy cables that just do not break? Like I got this, <laughs> that was mine. This is one of the first. Um, I mean, I've never had a cable that wouldn't break. I mean, my current my current Planet Waves cables. I think I've had them about three years without a break, though. But I've I've been rocking this guy for four to five years, I think. Um, this is a cable that I actually bought from Lava when they did a lot of custom cables when they uh-huh. weren't doing just as much Lava. This was the first, um, like fancy cable i ever bought and i think i paid like 65 bucks for Whoa. it and i was like oh man i don't know well it's a it's a gotham wire cable and it has gnh plug so got um lava doesn't make anything any of the parts but they did assemble it and they right. made it for me and they sent it to me now it's a great cable it's 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 quite a few years old and it's still like very it hasn't gotten a memory it didn't get stiff uh-huh. It's still like nice and flexible. Um, it didn't. It is made with quality components. Now the funny thing is, I had just had Aiden, my first kid, and he was just starting to walk and like pull himself up on things. And I had this thing plugged into an amp in the living room, like in the top, this little combo amp. Right. And he managed to pull it out just a little bit and like pull himself up on it, and he bent the the end tip of it oh, okay. just straight over. Like it was almost 90 degrees and I'm like <laughs> about to cry. Cause I just spent like, <laughs> yeah. I got this new kid and you know, I just spent like $65 on a cable and it just ruined it. So I took, I took actually the GNH plugs have a, you can see on the tip of them, they have a piece of, of copper that runs all the way through the tip and you solder directly to it. Uh-huh. So it's not like a pressed construction. It's a really, really beefy plug. And I just took some pliers and gently bent it back. I don't even remember which one, which end it was. 
Um, I gently bent it back, and it went right back into shape, and I've never had a problem with huh. it. I mean, I always, I always get problems with the, the, the weak point that I always get uh, a, a cable breaking is the point where it's that loop where I, I tuck it back behind my guitar strap because, yeah. because it's, it's There's no pulled, strain relief. It's pulled tight around an edge there, and that part eventually, like something inside of it, you know, the, the copper breaks away and I start to get crackles and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and, and was, that, that uh, can happen. And that, that, can, that was... That uh, can happen to any cable, though, right? Uh, a higher-end cable with with uh, better components. Um, essentially, if you're not getting ripped off by some snake oil brand... Sure. You get what you pay for. Now, like, like I said, there's a big caveat with that. If you're not getting ripped off by a snake oil brand, if you're buying a nice quality cable... Um, that they're not ripping you off for. You're buying a cable that's made out of superior components. Uh-huh. Uh, there's the shield on it. Like, Mogami does a wrapped shield, and it's very tight. Um, a lot of companies do a braided shield, um, and those are great as well. Um, and there's a... That's pretty much it. It's just a wrapped The shield, shield is just to catch spare electrons that are floating <laughs> around so you don't get, like, a buzz, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Actually, it's a shield from... From any frequencies coming in, right? Because it says sh- scare away the Mexican radio. Yeah, it says right. scare away the Mexican radio. So because it's a, such a low voltage signal, if there is something, you know, a radio wave in the air, uh-huh. uh, a uh, a sixty cycle hum or something like sure, that sure. in the air, you know, name drop. Pardon, nice. the, pardon the name drop, but you know, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, you know that's what, what we mean? named like, it after. If there's something something the close by your cable. And there is no proper shield on your cable. Um, it can introduce into the into your cable. It, your cable can act as a conductor and pick it up, and then you're going to be hearing that through your amp, and that's not a good thing. So, you want to have a proper shield on there. A lot of the cheap cables have a really sparsely braided shield, right? Right. And it's not an excellent shield. And then they're just made out of crappy components. So once you do bend it back and forth and back and forth, it goes down. Now this, like for instance, this cable, this white one, um, I've probably a coily been, cable. This has probably had the most usage. It's a coily cable. It has the only strain relief it has is some shrink wrap on the ends, and it's not a really beefy cable. Right. Like just by the nature of being a coily cable, I've had this thing wrapped tight, and just by the nature of the fact that it's a coily, uh-huh. there's not a long lead on it. To reach through your strap into your guitar, so very often it's pulled tight at a ninety degree ish angle, right? Which I don't really like because it's such a lightweight cable, but it's never gone down on me. Lava makes a good product, and it's I've never had a problem with it. I've never had a crackle. I've never had a weird thing introduced, and it's just been rock solid, like huh. no problem. Whoa. Steve's knocking his chair over. Yeah. Almost done. I've always been really wary of coily cables. I had a, like a cheaper one that was. Like microphonic from the get go. Yep. And just, probably, was it a Fender one? I don't remember. It was. It was back when I first started playing guitar. I was like, "Oh, this looks really cool." Yeah, coily cable. This makes sense. And that's another. And it was just like it was after, you know, a while of use. It was just like every coil had a crackle in it. It was just crackle all the way down. Yeah, that's no good. Well, see, here's the thing. It, the, but the, the the thing that I always think about it is, like you said earlier, you you don't want to have a cable that's too long. Because then you start to get more resistance off of a longer cable. And a coily cable, it's more cable packed up into a smaller usable space. So it's like I run a, a 20 from 
my guitar to my board and then another 20 from my board to my amp. If I was running coily cables, I would be running, you know, like, like three or four times as much cable to get to yeah. each thing. With with for me, I, I'll often use a coily cable because I'm often confined to like a riser on stage. Sure, I do a, a ton of church stuff, and I'll be stuck on a big old stage with a little riser. Like that's my spot, and I'm like I'm not going to go anywhere. So I actually like the coily cable because it stays kind of out of the way. Okay. Um, if it is underfoot, like you feel it right away before you actually step on it or something like that. But for the most part, just by nature, they kind of hang off to your side and stay out of the way. Right. So it's it's nice because it does it is compact, and then if sure. you need to move around a little bit, I get that. Part it'll of stretch it. out. Yeah. Um, if you're running around all over the stage, like probably not your best bet. No, because then like, you need get to get cable. you need to get a sixty foot coily cable to associate you to to accommodate you running around. Yeah. You know, a ten foot stage. Yeah, I hear you. Because then it would compact down to a fifteen foot cable. So there's other cables like Lava makes their um, I and I'm mentioning Lava a lot because we're Lava dealers. We've been had right. a really great relationship with Lava for a long time. So I have a lot of different options on Lava cable. Uh-huh. This is their their regular ELC wire, which is extreme low capacitance wire, and this is essentially the same wire as. Hold on, right there. He's walked away from the mic. Bye, Where is he going? Away from the mic. Where is he going? Oh, He's looking all he around. He doesn't know because this shop is like, I don't understand what's going on here. It's so huge. It's just massive. <laughs> I can't believe the size so, of the structure that you work in. Check there out, must be 300 people who work here. Check out that wire and check out that wire. The inside, the guts are essentially the exact same. One is the guitar instrument wire. Okay. And one is the, um, the pedal board patch cable wire, the mini, ELC mini. Now, the difference is the, the guitar wire is a lot thicker and a lot fatter. So they just put a sure. big old fat um, insulator on the outside. So you can drag that thing around stage. You can tweak it. You can run over it with carts. You can do whatever you want. And it's not going to damage the internal conductors. Um, so that's kind of the difference there. You can have a real small internal conductor as long as it's protected. Right. And it's not going to go down. So for me, the biggest, the biggest thing in guitar cables is the durability. Tone sure. of them, I like to know that the tone of the guitar cable is exactly what I want. And when it's exactly what I want, that gives me confidence. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. I'm like, I know this is exactly what I want. Well, Even I think you could I think you get that just from spending a bunch of time really listening to your guitar cables and A being them and switching them back and forth and being aware of what what you're working with. Yeah. And in a controlled environment, I remember the first time I had been Monster Cable user for years. Like, the, the Monster Cable is sitting here. I'm quite certain we played gigs together where sure. I used this exact cable. Sure. Uh, and that was, you well, know, I mean, whatever that was. That was ten, like ten, ten years, years eight, ten ten years, years ten ago. Years. Monster was practically, like, that was boutique cable ten years ago. Yeah, and if you, if you look, it has a crazy memory. Like, if you feel it, the rigidity of it, it's just gotten, like, this really, like, rigidity, and it's just... Even right. when I take it out of its coiled position, which it gets stored in, it's, uh-huh. it's no, still like, yeah. I want to be coiled. I've got an S100 that's like that. Yeah, so it the, just gets the ri- they get really monster. rigid. And those, I when I A-beat it, when I first got this very first like boutique cable and I paid some serious money for it, I A-beat it against the monster and I was shocked like how much mud the monster had. Right. Like it was... I would never actually never recommend a monster cable to anybody. I've had multiple ones break down, uh-huh. um, and I've had to return them. And yeah, the lifetime warranty is great. I've walked into Guitar Center and I've swapped them, but it's like 
I've had him get microphonic on me. I've had ends huh. disintegrate. I've had him get all hmm. jacked up. And it's like, why would I put myself through that stress when I can just buy a good cable or buy some Mogami wire and some switchcraft tips and make myself a I good cable? I feel like cable. I'd right. be more stressed out with a $60 cable because I've left cables on the roof of my car and drove them away. <laughs> you should probably get the cheap ones, right? Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> but see, for, so that's probably, the, that's really the big difference between Ryan and I is Ryan keeps talking about like, We'll be talking about something, and Ryan goes, oh, one of these days I'm going to make this pedal. And I'm just like, dude, buy the kit, and I will build it for you. Um, so the idea, like Mogami in the store, when I, I was, I bought a cable recently, and I, I just got the live wire stuff. And we talked about this a few podcasts ago. I just buy whatever's cheap and returnable. Um, be, but part of that is because the Mogami, like, 15-foot cable was like 75 bucks or Dang. something. And, uh, but I've ne- I haven't, I haven't really seriously looked into what it would take to build my own cables cost wise. Yeah. And I know there's all the, uh, like Alava and George Ells does the solderless stuff and Planet Waves does the solderless stuff. I'm not afraid of a soldering iron because I'm, I have one and sure. I've modded pedals and I've built pedals and whatever. So that's, I'm fine with soldering. Um, here's a solderless kit. So that's just, uh, that's just what it is. So I've never actually looked into building my own cables. I've actually built my own cables because I've had moments. Totally build your own cables. I've had moments where I've like I only need like a four and a half foot cable to run from one end of my pedal board to the other. So I've built it. I have heard um, when you're building cables, the j- the jacks on the end. I don't think. Well, uh, <laughs> I take it back. I never thought. That the jacks on the end make any difference in tonality at all. Until I got that Intex wire, which I'm like, this is just Belden microphone cable. But it's got this huge, fat brass tip on the end. (laughs) Uh And I'm like, when I plug this into my amp, just straight into my amp, and A-B it against others, I'm like, this sounds and feels like more natural and like a really nice spot tonally. And I'm like, so it kind of freaks me out. I'm like, is there something having to do with this like big old fat hunk of brass there i mean all the electrons like i'm so happy there's a big hunk of brass i, I've I don't always even heard, know what to do you know? Uh, there was a it was a thing like a bunch of years ago that what you really want for for low resistance is having a, not having a giant chunk of brass but having a ton of miniature strands as many strands as you can get because the electrons actually travel on the outside of the thing, but it sounds like it's like now more a thing like, oh, big hunks of brass, big hunks of, of copper. I don't think like any of us sitting here know enough yeah, about no electronic idea. theory to like understand yeah. that. I mean, Steve's so sh- a scientist and he doesn't know anything. Well, he's a biologist. <laughs> yeah, yeah doesn't count. I'm in life sciences. Yeah. Uh, Not metal science. I'm sure, so, uh, I'm sure the truth is somewhere in the middle, and I think a lot of it is probably marketing. Oh, yeah. Some guy out there, some guy out there got, you know, a, like, a 20 ton spool of the finest possible copper thread there is. And he's like, Oh, I can sell this to musicians. Yeah. And then some other guy got a, a 2000 ton spool of the heaviest copper wire available. He's like, Oh, I can sell this to musicians. And it's like, yep. it's the same thing. Uh, I don't know. It's, I guess you got to kind of just experience it yourself and go on your own kind of tone journey. Yeah. I use the planet waves cables for the most part. Dude, actually those are my number one recommendation. If, if somebody doesn't want to have like the cool boutique cable and they just want a consumer grade Uh cable and they don't care if it's made in the USA or whatever, 
the Planet Waves um, stage wire. Yeah, those are cool stuff. looking. These things are freaking awesome. Yeah. They have number one. They have a. Uh, if you look at the tip, it's designed differently, and you can see a lot of stuff on their website. Actually, if you just go on Amazon, sure, and you search Planet Waves, I think it's American Stage. You'll see the cable there. It feels real good in your hand. You it's got a good get, weight to it. You can get a a fifteen uh, foot cable, nice length of guitar cable for under twenty bucks. Uh-huh. They have the ends now. If you look at this compared to like a GNH plug, um, you'll see that the conductor area is much longer uh-huh. than the GNH plug, the place where the jack actually goes in, and that's because there's a lot of variances. It's a standardized thing, but still, like, in terms of the forming process, when people uh-huh. bend up the jacks, like, if it's a Switchcraft jack or a Neutrik jack or if it's some Brand X made in China jack by very grateful young children, um, <laughs> then there's going to be a variance in the length of the center conductor in your pedal or your guitar. Uh-huh. So if you've ever plugged in a cable in a pedal or a guitar and it kind of spits it back out, uh-huh. which I'm sure everybody's had that happen at least once I or twice. I have a bunch of cables that do that. Yeah, you're like, what the crap? Like, take my cable pedal and the pedal's like, oh, I don't want your freaking cable. You know? <laughs> and it kind of spits it back out at you. It's because that there's an inconsistency in the manufacturing of the actual jack itself that it goes in. Gotcha. So Planet Waves designed this, um, the center conductor of their cable to be much wider and longer so it accepts any length I and still that. makes a good contact. Yeah. And that's not, that's the only, they're the only cable company that does that. Everybody else has pretty much the same style tip on their cable. Uh-huh. I really like the, the Planet Waves jacks that have the, uh, the, like the little spring tension on the side of them. The tone stretchers. They'll stretch out your jack and let the tone fall out. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> let all the tone fluid leak out. All the tone falls out yeah. of your guitar. I like those because it like, it's like what you were saying earlier. It gives me stage confidence because I feel like, well, I know that no matter how much I move around, I'm never going to get that rattling breakup sound from my, my jack wobbling around in the jack. For sure. Right. And no, it, I'm never going to get that some, again. They make some excellent stuff. For consumer grade things, mm-hmm. if you don't want to play, pay a super high price. If you're you're like, I don't care about being the coolest guy on the internet forum. <laughs> I just want a cable that works sure. and that's cheap. Buy the Planet Waves American Stage or buy the uh, Tone Stretcher. I don't know what that version. is I don't called. know what they're called. For a while, they stopped selling them because people were complaining that they were screwing up their jacks or it's whatever. Stupid. It's dumb. People it, are stupid. It doesn't mess up your jack, and if it does mess up your jack, that's like the cheapest part on your guitar, and so, you should know how to replace that anyways. True. So this is semi-related. It's kind of funny to me, and Ryan and I have talked about this before. So I'm looking at the uh, Planet Waves Cable Station pedal board cable kit, and it has a. Uh, four pedals on it and one of them is the planet waves tuner and the other three are the uh, keely katana the some the keely compressor and the Comp- keely fuzz head we've talked about before how like 10 years ago what was boutique is or what was considered boutique is different than what's considered boutique now uh-huh. where if you go on uh, like boutique forums now and you go like oh yeah um I want to get this. Uh, what's what's the Keeley? What's the Keeley Overdrive? Like the Tube Screamer clone? I don't know. It's the blue one. 
This is all got. All I know is that you did the Keeley mod on my DS1, and I love it. That's true. I did do the Keeley mod. Robert's totally pissed at you right now. I know. He's listening. Um, I'm going to tell him to listen. And he's going to be like, freaking Steve. What's that blue? What's the blue pedal called that everyone has? It's called the Steve. No. Oh, man. I hate (laughs) you. Tyak doesn't even know. I hate you guys for not bailing me out. Um, But anyway. suffer. I know. (laughs) Um... No, the full tone. Okay. The Keeley full tone. Like, that was a, that was on everybody's board 10 years ago, and now it's like, oh, I don't want to get the full tone. I'm going to get, like, the JHS whatever. And uh, But it's funny how, like, Boutique tr- changes over time where Keeley was, like, that was the go-to 10 years ago, and now it's kind of like a second second option. Uh-huh. Um, this doesn't have anything to do with cables, but <laughs> it's just like it's something that it's I find funny. Like they, you know, you have Keeley on the the Planet Waves uh, board, and like Ryan mentioned, like uh, I love the Keeley DS1 mod. I've got one. Actually, I gave I gave my Keeley DS1, my Keeley style DS1, because I did it myself to the other guitar player in my uh, worship team, because I wasn't using it, but he uses it all the time, mm-hmm. and he had a stock DS1. I gave him the mod DS1. He's like, dude, like it's totally it, different. It's night and day. Yeah, it's completely different like, pedal. The stock one, I had the same. He had the same experience that I had, which is the stock one is worthless. The modded one is incredible. It's kind of like a Marshall in a box sort of thing. It's it's kind of my feel about it. Yeah, it's great. I th- I think we should kind of try to wrap up here. Yeah, uh, this is officially like our longest episode. We're at one twenty on this. Dang, I know, right? I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> no, well, that's what you get when you add an extra person in the mix. You get an extra uh, 20, 20 minutes. minutes. And this is really good because, you, you know, I mean. That's what we call him. 20 can minute we change Daniel. The, can we change the episode to 20 minutes of Tyak? 20, <laughs> 20 minute Tyak. That's your, that's well, your street name. And, and or your good, born name. What's good is, you know, because. <laughs> good old 20 minute Tyak. He really stretches it out an extra 20 minutes. Yeah. And so, so the, oh, God. So this. I have uh, one of those, those tone stretchers. Oh, my God. Gosh, <laughs> this wraps up uh, our second episode in our mm-hmm. our first interview series, and really our first like industry expert, I guess. Yeah, yeah, this has I been know, pretty I don't legit. Know if I go that far, but well, I like cables know. and stuff. Um, so this has been cool because this is, uh, you know, this is stuff that Ryan and I, you know, we use what we can get. Like, we're hobbyists. We're not we're professionals. Hobbyists. Yeah, and and we don't have. That's not a dirty word to us. It's a dirty word to some people. Hobbyists keep this industry going. Yeah. Technically, I'm a semi semi professional now because I do get paid to play music. But uh, you know, sometimes I make like twenty bucks at a no, gig. No, yeah, I make. Uh, you know, I make. I make a you little know, bit of money. You don't have to say what you make. Yeah, uh, but I get paid every week for for music. But I play acoustic guitar, and I'm both mostly get paid for planning. Um. But yeah, this is really cool, and I'm actually really glad we had the opportunity to do this. And yeah, it's been great. We'll definitely do this again in the future. Because what do you think, Tyak? You had a terrible time. I hated it. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Last week, he's just been frowning. This week, yeah, I'm surprised you yeah. let us come back. I'm coming every, every month. You need to come here. Next every time, two months. <laughs> next time, we're going to cut that beard. Yeah. No, no. We'll cut. We'll come back in the winter when it's going to be freezing in here. And you guys will be like, I'm going to grow bigger beards. And it'll yeah. be, we'll like see our breath bouncing off the microphone. Hey, I just want to put it out there sure. that Ryan can grow a superior oh, beard to me any it's true. day. Well, not any day. It's more like well, any, I think, any half I think, day. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we had equal amount of time, I think I would eventually bust you. Oh, you'd bust me hard, dude. Yeah. Your beard is majestic. I just I don't have the patience lately. I think at some I've got a kid on the way. I think at some point I'm going to be like 
got to grow my beard out. So are you my, my kid knows who the man of the not, house is. Not to turn this into a beard pregnancy cast? podcast, <laughs> but have you hit third trimester yet? Yeah, we're way third trimester. Way Ryan's wife's actually in labor right now and we're yeah. podcasting. It's super well, gracious of her to let me come podcast. Like when I hit third trimester with my first kid with Penelope, um, which all of you Megan's Law guys are, just got super creepy listening to this podcast. Um <laughs> I I, did, I don't, out there. I don't think I shaved during my third pr- trimester, and I'm wondering if I can convince my wife to let me get away with it again this time. I think I talked to my wife about like, oh, what if I grew a giant beard and like did all this crazy stuff for? Look, guys, it's not like you're going to get any for quite a few weeks after the kid's born. Anyway, oh, so yeah, just grow. Hey, let my grow. wife likes the beard. Like, I don't have any trouble when I have a beard. No, no, no. There's other physical. Oh, I know what I'm like, saying. Strange. I'm saying issues. it doesn't matter if I have a beard or not. Right. Yeah. I understand the logistics of pregnancy well, and giving you birth. You remember like the Fourth of July party pictures from when Penelope was born? Like my beard was out of control. Yeah, yeah. You got got, uh, got kind of crazy. So, and that was because I don't think I shaved for the third trimester. Not on purpose. It just happened. Yeah. Um, but I may try to pull that again this year, and it'll be extra interesting because my third trimester will start. When in is like your baby due? December, so the, early really? December. So, so you're th- going to get her in this, this year. This will be like winter her beard. Or him? I don't know what the all the podcasts is. from this point forward will basically have a lot of like beard scuffage in the mics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you hear that? Kayak is rubbing <laughs> his facial hair all over the microphone. Um, I think that's your microphone, David Lee. Yeah, so David, when you, sorry, buddy. When you listen to this. If uh, there's a beard hair in there. Yeah, there's a lot of... Eh. If there's a lot of red hairs in your microphone, not been. pubes. I swear. <laughs> Super Gross. not pubes. All right, so what are we What are we uh, playing out for this episode? We're, We're going to try to drop a, a sweetheart song in there if Daniel can find a recording. I got some... Dirty recordings from practice. That I sounds think. good to okay. me. But that, it'll be filthy. I keep That's telling fine. people that they can send us their bedroom recordings. And this or is like, like 10 years ago The recordings. grossest like ghetto recording they have and we'll play it like we don't care. So it, whatever you have, we'll put it up there and that it'll be proof that we'll accept all of it. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Well, it's been a lot of fun yeah. hanging out with Daniel Tyak and Salvage Custom. Uh, this is the end of the episode, and uh, this is where the music is going to start fading in. Is it fading in? It's starting to fade it's in. Fading. Sorry, honey, I know you hate this part. Lauren's, Lauren's stoked about the music. Yeah, right I don't now. think we're going to stop doing this. I think it's part of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs>